Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is, and I've got my sheet. If you're like me, I got to tell you, there was something magical about watching those brackets go up yesterday. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Patrick Ewing will join me here in a second on the Goodyear Hotline. I, I just wanted to say it again as I opened the show that whether you paid more attention, less attention, or about the same amount of attention to college basketball this season as you usually do based upon the coronavirus and everything else, if you're like me, then there was that moment yesterday when the music started playing on CBS and the bracket started going up and Seth Davis was talking about which 12 was going to be to five that I found myself thinking, boy, I missed this. Boy, have I missed this. It was just special to have it back and special that we get this dance that we missed last year. It was really the first thing that we lost in the pandemic last year, and it is one of the things I'm most excited to get back. And a man who finds himself back in the middle of all of it for the first time in so long is the head coach of Georgetown coming off an incredible run through the Big East tournament that finishes with a big win over Creighton and a spot in the NCAA tournament taking on Colorado in round one. Here he is, Patrick Ewing with me back on the Goodyear Hotline. Congratulations, coach. Thanks, Greeny. It's great to be on again. Well, listen, I want to be honest with you. We talked a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about the Knicks. It was Legends Week, and I was just talking about the Knicks, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, he's having a tough year at Georgetown. We're not going to get into that today. Maybe next year they'll get that turned around. And now here we are, three weeks later, Patrick. How did your team get from where you were then to where you are now? Um, First, you know, let's start from the beginning. Uh, We were the last team to get on campus uh, because of uh, what's what's been killing the the the, the whole world, uh, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, we got on campus late. You know, had nine new faces, had to jail. Then we had a a, a a pause. You know, I think that pause gave us an opportunity to reflect, regroup, exhale, whatever you want, whatever word you want to use to describe it. Uh, and after coming out of that pause, I just think that I, I just believe that we we hit on all cylinders. Um, you know, we inside and, and we uh, put Chudy Boz into the starting lineup, and thing has just been uh, been up. What well, thing has just been going smoothly ever since. We've had some bumps in the road here and there uh, during this during this run, but right now uh, we've been playing our best ball, both defensively and offensively. And that's something that we have to continue to do if we want to go far in this tournament. You know, a lot of people will think back 10 years to the last time a team that needed to win the entire Big East tournament just to get into the dance did it. And it was the legendary Kemba Walker season with UConn. And that momentum just carried on. And we all remember that then led to six more wins and a national championship. So, so what does momentum mean to you? How do you make sure your team, your players capitalize this on this and keep this momentum going? You know, um, just keep on talking about what we accomplished. You know, all, every, since before we came to New York, all I was talking to them about is taking steps. You know, the, the first step was to win the first game, second step, third step, fourth step. Well, our, our, you know, we have not finished climbing. You know, Colorado is the next step that we have to take. You know, we, we don't know a lot about them right now. Uh, we, we've started watching film on them last night, and we're going to continue to watch film, come up with a game plan. But I, I do believe that if we continue to play the way that we've shown that we can play in New York, we should be fine. 
Greeny and the great Patrick Ewing, who was with me. This is something that you did as a player so many times, and, and, and your credentials as a player are, are, are in stone and three Final Fours and everything else. What does it mean to you now to do it as a coach? It means a lot. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people, even people that have worked with you, uh, said that I shouldn't have gotten the job here at Georgetown, and I'm shutting all of them up. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm showing them that, uh, you know, all someone needs an opportunity. Uh, I'm a person that I work extremely hard to be successful in everything that I do. I worked extremely hard to be the best player that I possibly possibly could be. When the doors were shutting my face be, uh, for, uh, by not getting an NBA head job, all I did was try to learn from the mistakes that I made in those interviews, uh, continue to talk to the people that I, that I trust and, you know, things that I need to work on and just try to reinvent myself. And that's what I did. And I think that all that work that I put in for the 15 years in the NBA and now my fourth year at Georgetown, things are looking up for us and our future is bright. We have a very good class coming in, ne- coming in next year to add to what we have, uh, have now. And, you know, it's, it's all steps. We're taking steps to, to get the program back to uh, where it once was when not, not only uh, Big John, but also JT3 had us. The Big John, of course, the legendary John Thompson, who was your coach and your mentor, as uh, I assume most people in our audience know, but may not all know. And we lost him just last year. And, and so I wonder, what have you heard him say in your ear since you won that thing on Saturday night? When you, when you hear Big John in your head the last couple of days, what's he been saying to you? <laughs> Well, there's, there's, there's some of the words that he, he would like to use I can't use on the air. <laughs> but just keep kicking, just keep kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Um, show, show them all that, you know, you don't have to be a, a point guard or a two guard to be a great coach. Uh, just, just keep on chopping wood and keep on, keep on getting those steps in. And again, this is a year unlike any other. So while you are in the East bracket, that doesn't actually have much bearing on on where you're going. You'll be playing in the lower left quadrant of the tournament. As people look at it on their sheet, you have Colorado in a 12-5 game in the first round. The winner of that would get the winner of Florida State and North Carolina Greensboro. We wish you nothing but continued success and good luck with that. Very quickly, what was this business at the Garden last week? What I, I was keeping tabs. <laughs> what the heck happened? How in the world is Patrick Ewing not allowed to walk around that building? What What exactly is this here? Well, you know, it's, it's that's in the past. Me, uh, Mr. Dolan, and I, we talked about it. Um, it was uh, uh, some new guards. They 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 were they're new at the garden. They didn't know who I was, but you know, it is what it is. I, I've moved on. All I'm thinking about is those steps, uh, beating uh, Colorado, and that's that's all that's in my my path right now. Fair enough. But as one who named his hamster after you as a child, I'm telling you right now, if that ever happens again, you call me. Okay. If we ever have any issue with um, you, I will definitely do that. All right. And we're not, I cannot have any of that. Patrick Ewing, it is a pleasure. <laughs> Congratulations. Go be, go, go win a couple more games here and we'll talk again soon. Thanks a million. Thanks, Greeny. Have right. a good one. You too. That's the great Patrick Ewing. Again, for those of you who didn't see it, Patrick was at the Garden last week, you know, coaching his team in the, in the Big East tournament, and people are asking him for passes and checking where he goes. He's like, look up. In the, let's look up. Just literally crane your neck up 90 degrees. See the number 33 up there in the rafter? That's me. This is my building. I own this place. And again... It was actually my brother's hamster, but either way, we, weren't, we lived in a building. You couldn't have any other pets. We had a hamster named Patrick, named for Patrick Ewing. So my credentials as a fan are very much intact. 
So we will not have any of that. All right, your calls are coming up next year. We've not had a chance to get to the phones here. Your hot takes. On Mondays, we usually come out of the weekend with hot takes wherever you want to go, but we're serving them up hot. I need hot takes from you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN. Patrick was with us, is brought to us by Wendy's, proud sponsor of the 2021 John R. Wooden Men's and Women's Player of the Year. Again, your hot takes, 888-SAY-ESPN, are next uh, right here with me, Greeny, on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Granny with you on ESPN Radio. We got Lewis Riddick coming on the Goodyear Hotline in 15 minutes as NFL free agency begins officially on Wednesday. But the legal tampering period, which I've always found to be a funny name, uh, begins today. And so a whole bunch of wheeling and dealing is going on. We'll talk about it with him. I'm Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My thanks to Patrick Ewing, who was awesome just moments ago, and Sean Payton earlier today. And now it's your turn at 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll hear what's on your mind. Looking for hot takes today anywhere you want to send them. What's on your mind is brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. Bubba, who's first up? First up is Alex. All right, Alex, what do you got for us today? Hi, Greeny. I hope you were ready for a really hot take because I am a Chicago fan, and from what I'm hearing, uh, in the trade rumors, I think it might be a mistake to trade for Russell Wilson. I mean, he's an aging quarterback. He's got a lot of talent left, but the amount of we're going to have to give away was basically our entire defense, and we have no weapons on offense to help him when he gets here. I think it might be a big mistake. Well, look, yes, it's a hot take. I like the heat of the take. Here's where I, I – there's one part of it that I just think is, is actually untrue. What you just said is untrue. I believe Russell Wilson is 32, by the standards of the NFL today, that is not aging. Now, he has gotten hit a lot, and one of the things he's talking about is that he's tired of getting hit so much. But he's not aging. He should have a minimum, an absolute minimum, of five more years at his very best, and probably more. I'm, I'm, I'm still not willing to go to a place where I say 38 or 39 is a quarterback's uh, prime, but it is starting to feel that way. Either way, he's not aging. And look... For most teams, I might even agree with you, the Bears have waited 100 years for this, 100 years. 
Well, people say they've never had a great quarterback. They had one, Jim McMahon, and he just couldn't stay healthy. Outside of that, you've waited your whole life for this. Whatever it takes, get him. Whatever time it takes to rebuild a team around him, do it. You've tried it the other way, and it hasn't worked. Try it this way and see where it goes. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, looking for hot takes from you. Bubba, who's next? Tony is up next. Tony, what do you got? Hey, Greeny, how you doing? Great. Uh, this, one, this one's in a reference to a sport that doesn't get a lot of national recognition, but uh, your list this morning was a little bit flawed because uh, you forgot to mention the greatest father-son professional bowlers of all time in Dick and Pete Weber. See, that's good. So, so I will give you give me make the case for them. I I, I know them uh, obviously. Sixty-seven tour titles. Say it again. Uh, sixty-seven tour titles combined. Uh, mm-hmm. Thirty-seven by Pete. Thirty by Dick Weber. Uh, amongst those, uh, fourteen majors. Uh, five won by Pete. Four won by his father. And uh, obviously, who can forget uh, Pete's uh, infamous two thousand and twelve U.S. Open win of "Who Do You Think You Are?" I am. Yes, that's the one. That's the famous one that you see on YouTube all the time, right? Where he gives you the, he then does that gesture at the end. That I, what's the name of that gesture? <laughs> Whatever the name of that is, I, I, it, it's funny. Okay, that's a good one. You know, it's a good call. It's well taken. It's not a sport I would have thought of. I did host a bowling show once <laughs> in my life, um, and I enjoyed it very much. And I like bowling, but I would not have thought of it. I will take that one under advisement. I'm not going to fight back on that because you're right. They probably deserve to be on the list. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Josh. Josh, give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. Uh, I talked to you about a month ago about Taysom Hill. I don't remember if, that, if you remember that hot take. Yeah, we you remember it well. Him. Keep it moving. Um, Drew Brees is the most important NFL player to never win an MVP. He's the most important player to never win an MVP. I, I think that's probably right. I would have to see the list of players who someone get me a list of the greatest players in the NFL never to win the MVP Um, because I think he is the greatest and most impactful free agent signing of all time I think Reggie White has has usually been the default answer on that remember free agency in the NFL hasn't been around all that long it doesn't go back to the 60s 70s 80s there wasn't free agency then so Reggie White was among the first free, big free agents. And I think, so I think he's the best free agent signing ever. And if you want to say to me right now, he's the most important player never to win MVP, you're going to get no fight out of me. Who'd you say, Bubba? Jerry Rice apparently has never won an MVP. If Jerry Rice never won an MVP, then Jerry Rice is, is a greater player on the all-time list, in my opinion, than Breeze, although it's close. Breeze is a top 10 all-time quarterback. Jerry Rice is the number one greatest receiver of all time and a top three NFL player of all time. Important is such a crazy word. Like, Breeze's importance to his community and everything else, from New Orleans, Katrina, we talked about that at great length in the first hour. Kind of hard to quantify, but it's a point well taken. He never did win MVP, and on the list of greatest players not to win MVP, he's going to be high on that list. That's a good one. Maybe we'll do that list later this week. You know what, Nuno? That's a good list idea for later this week. Top five NFL players never to win MVP. Bobby, give me one more call. Who you got? We have Ryan. All right, Ryan, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. Uh, Ryan from Texas. After yesterday's Players' Championship win, my prediction hot take is that Justin Thomas will win two majors this year. I like In it. In 18, he win the, he'll win the Masters. In 18, he was 17. 19, he was 12. In 20, he was fourth. This year, he'll win the Masters. And I don't know if he'll win Torrey Pines for Tiger Woods, but that is my hot take. 
Justin I, I, I like it. Two majors. He's playing great. You're 100 percent right. And um, he, I, I agree with you. He is my pick right now. I got to sit and look and see where we are when we get there. We're only a couple of weeks away. But if you ask me right now, my pick at Augusta is JT. He was phenomenal yesterday. The golf was incredible yesterday. See, one of the tragedies, people sometimes will, and thank you all for the calls. They're outstanding as always. I love being able to have these conversations with you about all kinds of sports. Um, But when people say, Greeny, you know, or, or when people will accuse me of leaning into sports because I like them, this is always my response. I watched much more golf yesterday than I watched anything else. I could gladly sit here and do two hours on the Players' Championship today. Could have done two hours on it. It was extraordinary. That golf course is unbelievable. The action yesterday was incredible. The drama was incredible. But I just don't feel like you want it. I just don't feel there's enough people out there that want it. But, yes, Justin Thomas was brilliant yesterday. um, And right now he is my pick to win the Masters. And if you said he was going to win two majors this year, I wouldn't fight with that either. By the way, here's a list of NFL greats without MVPs. Jerry Rice, Mean Joe Green, Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, uh, Deion Sanders, Roger Staubach, T.O., Jim Kelly. Good list. That's a good list for later this week. That's a green list later this week. Top five players without an MVP. Meanwhile, this is a week in which the NFL, as we know it, is going to be reshaped. Legal tampering is beginning right now. Free agency begins officially on Wednesday. Lewis Riddick is going to sort it all out. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection just got easier with more than 30 coverage options available. Progressive has you covered. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Lewis Riddick next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. 
I'm Greeny. I'm coming to you live, as always, from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. It is a monumental week in the world of sports. Obviously, March Madness is upon us. Plus, we have NFL free agency beginning in earnest today with the legal tampering. And then the deals can start being done on Wednesday with the start of the new league year. And Lewis Riddick will walk us through all of that in exactly 30 seconds. I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you about DraftKings and their connection to the tournament. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy, is celebrating with a million dollars in total prizes up for grabs. And when you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survivor pool, you can get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds. Get in on all this week's action. Download the DraftKings app. Enter my name, Greeny, as the code during sign-up. You'll enter the free $1 million survivor pool just like that. That's code Greeny to enter into DraftKings' free $1 million survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And with that, and as we welcome my friend Lewis Riddick into the conversation, we wish a very happy birthday to our friend Mr. Riddick, who is celebrating on this March 15th. Happy birthday, Lewis. <laughs> Greeny, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. Just trying to, you know, just trying to outrun the inevitable, like uh, we all are. You know what I mean? Just trying to, trying to stay in it. Well, a few of us do it better than you do it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, happy birthday. Let, let's get down to business here because there's so much stuff that's going on and is going to happen. But let us start with the news of yesterday. How, how, what do you want to say about Drew Brees on the day after he retires with everything he has meant both as a player and as a, a human being in the city of New Orleans and all that has happened there? What, what, what is the first thing you'd like to say about Drew Brees today? Look, I, I think, I think, Greeny, look, I, you know how much, you know, we, we've had discussions about respect. Heck, you've given me so much respect in my time and in my career. And we talked about that whole concept when it comes to players and how much I respect guys who have suited up and played this game, whether it was one preseason game or 20 years like Drew. And I think with, with Drew, especially considering how, at one point in time, his career was hanging in the balance with that, you know, with that wrecked throwing arm that he had once he, when he left San Diego and then ultimately signed with New Orleans. I think you have to pay him the ultimate competitor's respect for never giving up, always continuing to believe in himself, even before he got hurt when people constantly doubted his ability to perform at a high level in the NFL and do the kind of things ultimately he wound up doing in his career in terms of the number of records he set. And just sticking with it and sticking with the process and sticking to the grind and continuing to elevate his game year after year after year. And then not only just his own game, but his teammates, not just his own teammates, but an entire organization, an entire city. And he just did it again and again and again. And that commitment to that process, to that kind of grind for that long in a sport where I'll tell you what, look, Kyle Shanahan put it great this year on one of our production calls. He said, look, Football's hard, man. This is not an easy game. It's not an easy game to coach. It's not an easy game to GM. It's not, a, and it's for darn sure not an easy game to play. To do it like he has done it, with the kind of class and dignity that he's done it with. And I know there's, you know, there's there's people who who criticize Drew for some of his stances on some things that he tried to apologize for recently, as far as you know, social justice issues and you know things with the anthem and all. Look, forget that. This guy has been one of the consummate pros for his entire career. He's all over the record books. 
And he's just someone who did it the right way, did it on his terms, ended it on his terms. And for that, Greeny, I, I don't know how else to say I have nothing but the ultimate respect because I know, I know what it takes. I've seen guys who have been some of the greatest of all time. I've played against them, played with them. And these guys are just special, man. They're just special. And Drew is special. And we will realize that now that he is not playing anymore. We will always refer back to some of the things that he has done on the field and off the field as just flat out being special. And that's just the highest compliment I can give him. Yeah, Greeny and Lewis Rick, that's really well said. And I had Sean Payton on earlier today, and we, we were talking about it, and he told me directly that their plan is to bring back Jameis Winston. It's not assured they'll be able to because he – on Wednesday, we'll have the opportunity to be a free agent, and maybe somebody throws a bunch of money at him. I, I don't think we expect that, but you never know. I guess my mm-hmm. question is, what can he be? Like Tannenbaum brought up on TV this morning, like when Drew got to New Orleans, he was 27 years old, and, and people thought that he was a guy who was never going to make it. That's what people thought. Injury was a part right. of that. Uh, Jameis is 27 years old, and he's there in New Orleans. He was the first pick in the draft, and he's a guy that a lot of people have given up on. Can he be mm-hmm. that? Like, what, what do you think? What, do you think that can turn into a huge success story? I absolutely do. And, and you know what? I, I've been as harsh a critic of Jameis as anyone for one reason, really. And that is him not being able to make decisions on the field that would put his team in the best possible position to win football games via him turning it over. And that really, it, I'll tell you what, at this point in time in his career, other than that, what bad can you say about Jameis Winston? What knocks are there on Jameis Winston and, and his game and his potential upside? There aren't any other than, okay, what, and now don't get me wrong, that's a big one. But at this point, that's what it's all about with him. And some people don't feel as though he'll ever be able to, to really rectify or rather correct that decision-making process, that flaw in his decision-making process that makes him, you know, much more likely to turn the football over than not in critical situations. We'll see whether or not Sean can connect with him in a way that will take his game to another level and not have him be a liability in those crucial situations. Cause if he can't, if he can help Jameis kind of really just hone in on the decision-making part of the game, especially in those critical two-minute situations, fourth quarter, late in game type of situations. Jameis has as much talent throwing the football as anyone in the NFL. And we've seen it. We've seen him do it. We've seen him make throws that you go, that's why he was the number one pick in the draft. You don't get drafted number one overall because you stink. Mm-hmm. You don't get drafted number one overall because no one sees any kind of special ability. That's why you go number one overall. We'll see if they can, one, get him signed, and two, if Sean can connect with him in that kind of way. Because I'll tell you this, this, this is something I do believe about quarterback play. And, it, well, I'll just, I'll just keep it the quarterback play in particular. There are some things that I think are starting to be proven wrong when it comes to quarterbacks. And the, the first thing was this. That was when I was in scouting, and even now you kind of hear people say this because they just kind of revert back to old, you know, tired, you know, kind of, sayings about quarterbacks and that was that you can't improve accuracy josh allen blew that way out of the water this year over between his first, his first year and this year you saw what josh allen did you can improve accuracy you can improve it and you cannot tell me you can't you can't improve decision making because you can because that's just about a way in which you go about making decisions on the football field and the way you process information and then throw in the football 
I believe that Jameis can get this corrected. Hopefully, Sean is the one. Hopefully, they get him signed and Sean is the one. Because all it's going to do is it's just going to make it better for the NFL. That's all it's going to do. The more quarterbacks we have just ripping it up that we can talk about on our shows and fans can get excited about the better. And nothing would be better than for Jameis Winston to come out here in 2021 and and lead the New Orleans Saints and everyone go, damn, I thought he was done. And And nope, he's not done at all. Nothing would be better than that. I'm completely with you, and and I'm, I'm, I think I said it at the time last year when he first signed there. I said this is the best thing that could happen to him. Like he could go there this year, could be like a one year apprenticeship with great coaching and learn from Breeze, and and then become the player that he looked destined to be at one time. We'll see. Our Greeny and Lewis right. Riddick. Okay, next issue. So we're doing the TV show this morning, and the subject of Russell Wilson comes up, and 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 Russell Wilson to the Bears is super hot and heavy, as you're obviously well aware. And then Dominique said something in in our meeting. You know how those things go. So Dominique Foxworth Uh says, what the hell are we talking about here? Like, why would (laughs) Seattle? And so I just opened up the numbers. The last two years, Russell Wilson has thrown for 8,300 yards, 71 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. And his completion percentage is like 67.6%. That's over the last two seasons combined. So like Dominique brought up a good question. Why in the world are we... Is Seattle even entertaining these kind? Like, he, what's happening here, Lewis? How do you read what's happening here? Because there's just too much smoke for there not to be some fire. Yeah, I, I think what's happening here is we're seeing, look, this is a game that's played by humans, that business is conducted by humans, and sometimes it just gets personal. And sometimes it... You know, people change and people start having hard feelings and people start feeling as though that they're not properly being utilized, respected, listened to. Maybe other people start to feel like, you know what, it isn't all about you anymore. Maybe it's a little bit more about me. Maybe we don't really need you. Maybe there's other ways in which we can go about things. And sometimes, you know, things just get stale. Maybe they get a little bit old and and all of a sudden you're not making real rational, smart decisions in the context of what – what's purely best for the football team, but maybe sometimes, you know, you start thinking about what's best for me or what's best for my own personal feelings. And look, I, I, I can't, I can't speak to how Russell really feels other than what we've heard him say. And I think those, some of those feelings that he has are valid um, from a management standpoint, from their side of things. Look, I do know this. I knew, I do know that Pete is not a dumb man and neither is John Schneider, who I just saw, at the Trey Lance workout up there in Fargo. And he, and he understands the value of having a quarterback like Russell, too. Heck, he's the one who drafted him. I mean, they're, they're the ones who, who drafted him and developed him and brought him along to the point where he's at now. So I, I don't think this is something where, from a football sense, they look at it and just go, hey, you know what, we can just get rid of Russell and get another one. I just think that there, there, things have become they, – they've transcended just what's happening on the football field, or rather what his football value is. This has become a little bit personal. And when it gets personal – that's when you need to hold on to your rear end because that's when deals like this are actually consummated. And you sit there and you go, that makes no football sense. And you know what? You have to say, you're right. It doesn't. But that's, it, this has transcended just football. And that's why I think we need to be prepared for anything to happen in this, in this, in this particular situation. Because if you've noticed, Seattle's been very, very quiet. They haven't really said a word. They haven't said a word. And when I talked to when I talked to John up there in Fargo just the other day, he, he's just like, you know what? If you notice, we have, we haven't said a word, and they haven't. They haven't said a word. 
And sometimes when people aren't, haven't said anything, that's when you need to kind of really look out because they may have something cooking and brewing in their head. And I'm not saying that he does, meaning, you know, the, the management up there in Seattle. But I'm telling you, you're right. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Russ doesn't, doesn't leak this kind of news via his agent to Adam Schefter for no reason. And uh, I, I, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for something big to happen this year. If it doesn't, so be it. There'll be plenty of other news for us to talk about. But I'm prepared for something big to happen because I can tell you this, and I've said this numerous times on your show, and we talked about this. We, heck, we were one of the first people to really start talking about the, the possibility of Chicago swinging for the fences with mm-hmm. this one. Nothing has changed in that regard. They are still hot, and I mean white hot on the trail for a quarterback. And don't count them. I don't care how, how you know, out of, out of you know, left field it may seem or how, how minuscule their chances may seem you know, on the surface that they could pull this off. But they damn sure are going to try. I promise you that. I promise you that. I know that for a fact. You were exactly right. You were the first person who said that as emphatically as you just did. You said it on this show weeks ago, and here we are. And that's everywhere now, and we'll see. We'll see if he winds up getting dealt this offseason. One more thing. Lewis Riddick with me here. And, again, as we work our way towards the draft, and you obviously are doing all this work, you were Friday at that pro day for Trey Lance. And, and, and for anyone whose team is in it for the quarterbacks, if, if you're the fan of a team who may be drafting a quarterback, you know exactly who Trevor Lawrence is. You know exactly who mm-hmm. Justin Fields is. You've heard a lot now. Or you know exactly who Mac Jones is. They all play games on national mm-hmm. television every single week. Mm-hmm. You're hearing about this Zach Wilson, who's like this riser, you know, at BYU. Sure. And then there's this kid. <laughs> there's Trey Lance. Yep. And, and you just saw him up close and personal. So tell the fans who are having their team connected to Trey Lance and mock drafts and all that kind of stuff. Tell these fans who've never seen him play who he is. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just start off the field real quick, and I'll say this. You could not find a young man who people speak more glowingly about football and personal character, meaning he's going to do everything he can to be the best person he can. And that's not just lip service, but that's the truth. This kid is dedicated to the game in a way that is maniacal, so to speak. He wants to be the very best. He's so attentive. He's a sponge. He wants to learn everything he can about the game. Personal character-wise, A+. Plus. You, won't have to, you can sleep well at night knowing that if your team drafts this guy, he's going to be all about ball. He's going to be all about trying to make people proud. On the field, I'll tell you this. Standing about mm, four to five yards beside him, behind him, while he was throwing, <clears throat> from a pure athletic standpoint and throwing the football standpoint, I can just tell you this. When Trey Lance throws the football, you can hear the football spiraling through the air. It is just that you hear that like that you can hear the ball go now i know people go well that's great a lot of people can do that i mean there's a lot been a lot of quarterbacks who can do that i'm just telling you this i saw other people very well respected offensive coordinators and head coaches who were watching him and they were sitting there and their eyes were kind of getting bigger and bigger as this young man threw the football and and from talking to him many people say this there were and there were 30 teams up there multiple general managers head coaches and people who needed quarterbacks we're drafting high in this draft. The principal decision makers were there watching this very closely. They love the prospects that this, they, they love the upside of this young man right here because the offense he ran at North Dakota State is the same kind of offense that Carson Wentz ran up there, which means you have a lot of responsibility at the line of, line of scrimmage as far as setting protections, changing from run to pass, pass to run, full field reads, 
three, five, seven step drop from underneath center, working in the gun, working in pistol, play action, all all that stuff. And this kid can do it all. He can do it all. Now, he went to an FCS school, level of competition, people knocked him for it. They didn't play in 2020. That wasn't his, that wasn't his decision. He still decided to come out because he knows that it's time for him to go ahead and take the next step. And I'm just telling you this, Greeny. I, I could not be more excited for a young man, and I hope he gets to a place, and I said this a couple days ago, I hope he gets to a place like in Atlanta, like a San Francisco, a place where it's a heavy run play action type of place like an L.A. Rams type of offense because he will absolutely rip it in that kind of offense. He reminds me athletically of a Josh Allen type. I think his career is going to take the same kind of arc. And if you can get that, if he can mirror what Josh Allen has done, I think a team and a city would be very, very happy. This kid has unlimited upside. And I'm not saying that in a, you know, I'm not trying to just throw out a bunch of hyperbole. He is the secret. He's kind of like the, the wild card in this, in this quarterback derby because he has as much skill as any of them, if not more than any of them. And I forgot to say this. He also ran for 1,000 yards. Okay, the, the son of a gun is a battering ram. Quarterback powers, draws. I mean, he's an absolute battering ram. 6'4", almost 6'5", 225 pounds. Beautiful specimen. Beautiful. And a great kid. You would love him if you talked to him. I mean, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm the Falcons, if I'm the 49ers, if I'm the Panthers, all these teams looking for quarterbacks, and if I'm the Patriots, I'm sitting there going, how in the hell do we get up there to get him? How do we get that guy? Just look out for Trey Lance when we're sitting there on the desk in Cleveland in a couple weeks. No question. Again, he's 20 years old right now, and I'll go through the particulars of of the season and the unique circumstances, but he is a name to remember and a name you're going to hear very early on that first night. Happy birthday, Lewis. Enjoy the day. Celebrate. Give everybody a hug, and I'll see you soon. My man, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's the great Lewis Riddick with me. I love his enthusiasm. I love his passion. I, I love the way he talked about that. Let me give you a quick Scouting report. Now, that's the wrong word. Let me give you a quick thumbnail. You just heard the scouting report from someone who could do that a million times better than I can. But let me explain to you why you don't know who this is. Not only because he goes to the small school, North Dakota State, but that's a place that turned out Carson Wentz and Easton Stick, who was a player that people talked about. And it is an offense, as, as Lewis just said, that people know. But here's the other circumstance that happened there. They didn't have a season. The team decided to opt out. That The team decided they're not going to play their season, as, as they weren't by any means the only one, you know, that some conferences and others didn't play. Then they decided we're going to play one game, basically because they wanted to give him a showcase. They wanted to give this kid an opportunity to play for all of the scouts. So they play one game. They schedule just one ridiculous game in the middle of nowhere, and he didn't set the world on fire in that game, and, and people are looking at that now and analyzing it in a negative way. But the totality of those circumstances are so ludicrous. I mean, no one does that. No one just plans for one game and plays one game and all of that. So you almost want to throw that out. The year before, he did not throw a single interception. He runs it and throws it. He's big, strong. He's all that stuff. So this is my way of leading up to telling you that when we start going through those quarterbacks, and they're all going to go fast on that Thursday night. The first round of the draft is six weeks from Thursday. You're going to hear all these names, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Lance. You're going to hear all of those in the first half of the first round. Do not be surprised when we get there 
if you are stunned by where Lance goes. Do not be surprised. For the reasons he just gave you, if he sneaks ahead of some of the other names that people are so enthusiastic about. So depending on who you're a fan of, that could very well wind up being your next quarterback, and it'll be a very intriguing situation. All right, the dance is upon us. I am ready to do it with you. We will have plenty of coverage all week long as we work our way towards the first round of the NCAA tournament with my sheet of integrity, and we'll go over yours huge week in the National Football League and we'll be covering it for you every minute of every single day of course TV and radio and most importantly on this day congratulations Drew Brees on doing it not only doing it so well which almost goes without saying but with doing it with so much class enormous respect see you tomorrow I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.